Welcome to Win the Day with Wasson, presented by MarketScale in partnership with WTD Consulting. Let's deep dive into the principles and perspectives that have shaped the winning mindsets with our guests focused on driving people performance. Confident our guests can help you unlock the coveted it factor that we believe is a learnable trait enabling the separation for success in a world of human commoditization. Please welcome our first guest, a native of Dallas, the pride of Duncanville, Texas, a champion in life himself, a former teammate, a friend, a very successful entrepreneur in his own right with a JD degree, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Walter Musgrove. Walter, welcome to the studio. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Walter, for those that don't know you the way I do, a champion both on and off the field, let's dive into the principles and the mindset. I want you to take yourself back to a freshman in college at Texas State University. What helped shape the vision that you ultimately have today that's created so much success for you in the entrepreneurial setting? But more importantly, what helped shape that vision that you use daily in your day-to-day -day life that can be a reflection to our audience on how to help position themselves to think differently as they win the day? First of all, I appreciate you for having me on. Uh, I don't take it lightly when anyone, especially a former teammate, friend, asks me to share any aspects of my life. Um, to that point, you know, when you ask, well, ultimately what helped me form uh, the mindset and, you know, it definitely just comes back to having a strong foundation with, uh, in faith as a believer, as a Christian, and of course, you know, my, my family, my mom, my dad, um, a lot of what I've obtained at this point has definitely come through faith and just truly uh, wanting to be different, really wanting to because I wanted to be different, I had to do things that were different. And, and that was, that required a lot of confidence in not just myself, but confidence that the plan that was put before me would actually be successful. Um, because when you're growing up, especially the way I was raised, you know, I've always, we laugh in my family, you know, growing up in Musgrove, there were just certain things that just were not tolerated. Uh, the standard was so high like it was almost unbelievably high for for me growing up, but for my parents and their background, had having come from poverty, having been raised in the projects and wanting something different from my brother and I, you know, the standard was, was never just good enough. It was always well above average and it was to achieve greatness. So you touched on something, the standard. Yeah. We talked about that at the beginning, the world is essentially full of people that are in a commoditized state or sometimes a complacent environment, so to speak. Part of what we're trying to do through this podcast, bringing on experts like yourself who have lived it, breathed it, continue to display it in their everyday life, is, is living up to that standard. One thing that our audience probably doesn't realize that I saw from an early stage with you, a guy that overcomes cancer, number one, a guy that perseveres through that cancer to continue to stay on track academically, a three-time academic All-American, and then to come back his senior year and be an All-American on the football field. Walk us through your mindset in that stage of your life that ultimately has cascaded where you're at today. Just walk our audience through what, what it took to overcome some of those challenges. It certainly took a firm foundation of understanding that, uh, that there was a calling on my life. And when, to, to get to that point of 
how the cancer came about, I kind of have to give a little bit of backstory. I know you know, but some of the viewers may not know. But um, as you know, I broke my collarbone last game of my junior season. And during the follow-up x-rays is when they found out about the cancer. Sure. And so, of course, I was devastated because we were in the playoffs and, you know, my season was over. But um, during that time, it was all about why. That was the issue for me. It's like, why is this happening to me? Sure. And it was my mother who really brought it to, uh, to my attention. She's like, you know, at the end of the day, who else could it have happened to? Who better than you? Because it was really about, it's not about you, it's really about people understanding what God has and, and that he's still a miracle worker and he's still a healer. And that people need to see that. It, it had to happen to someone who, by all rights, was doing the right things. Sure. And so once I really held on to that, I understood and I remembered that, yeah, I am designed, created to be great. There's a, big, there's a larger calling than just playing football. Sure. And so that was part of the thing that always drove me through that process that in order for God to be glorified in this struggle, I have to not only finish it, but I have to flourish. It's not sure. just just getting it done. I need to I need to graduate. I don't need to just become healed. I don't need to just play. I need to play and play at a high level. Well and I think that's something that not only as a as a friend and former teammate that that was very, you know, something that the locker room admired. But as I've watched you continue to, to not only build that brand, but transition that brand into how you're cascading on the audience that you're touching right now, whether it's youth, whether it's NFL clients, high school-aged individuals, I think that's the Walter Musgrove story. And I think that's something that from our viewership, you touched on it, the standard, the, the differentiating your brand, the living to the expectations that your family set, how does that mindset help you win in your current day-to-day -day working as president and CEO of Musgrove Sports Agency? Oh, it definitely helps me win because in the business as an, as an agent and as a lawyer, your clients do not want to hear any excuses. Like there are no excuses that, that there's not any excuse that's going to satisfy a client in the event that you don't deliver what you're hired to do. Sure. Uh, and it was the same thing growing up. My, my mom, my dad, they didn't want to hear any excuses. They wanted to know what are you going to do to make it right? What are you going to do to be great? That was, that was it. It wasn't about your workload or your schedule. They, they didn't want to hear that. And so that's the same way I am in life. It's just like, you know what you have to do. You know what the standard is. If you want to be different, if you want to be great, you got to be different. Sure. First of all, if you want to be great, you have to fall in love with the the work that it takes to be great. So you touched on something. I'm a big believer, process pays. Correct. The old cliche, it takes what it takes. Yep. That's kind of that win the day mantra, that mentality that guys like us right. live by. Let's shift gears a little bit, because when you and I played, obviously the success was defined by wins and losses, right. number one, getting your degree, which is obviously I think the most important thing. Right. But now, and you're probably much more of an expert than, than, than I am, but I think our viewers would really appreciate this. NIL continues to you know, impact the college environment. How do you see yourself as an agent playing in that space or even being an educator to your potential clients um, as you embark with this process? Yeah, you know, with obviously NIL, is, it's, it's new. It's extremely new in, when you put it in the context of uh, the lifespan of college football and, and the idea now that athletes are obviously getting paid. Um, truthfully, Chase, all us agents, 
are trying to find exactly what our lane is in this industry. I mean, obviously, securing deals for players will help you hopefully at some point land that player as a client in terms of if he becomes a pro. Sure. But um, I, I still think there is a, a huge responsibility on us agents, lawyers, uh, mentors to really guide these uh, young men through this process because you know you have you see what happens when professional athletes get blessed with millions of dollars so now we're talking about students we're talking about 17 year old 19 year olds that are getting millions of dollars and, and obviously not every player is getting that type of money but <clears throat> relatively speaking for a kid fresh out of high school to be blessed with $20,000 is a lot of money and you know you are spending a lot of time you should be as a mentor as an agent as a lawyer truly advising the players on how to maximize their money sure um, it, it's more than just trying to land a deal for them yeah. I, I firmly believe that because the wrong young man or young woman um, gifted if you will with talent but also given millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars could ruin their life, could, take, could completely derail uh, them from obtaining their degree. Sure. Uh, and, it, and it could also affect their performance on the field because now they're concerned and consumed with not only making the money, but what they're gonna do with the money when they get it. Sure, you sure. Know, which for most kids. No, that's great perspective. And, and obviously it's not yeah. something that you and I had to deal with, but Correct. I think as the landscape evolves, obviously that's something that you and the firm continue to, to build on. I'll say, Walt, a lot of our audience is comprised of a variety of sales professionals across a multitude of industries. I would say from an agent's perspective, you're in the ultimate sale every day. I think part of that sale is obviously transitioning the way you think, the way your firm operates, ultimately transcending your win-the-day mentality to your customer base, uh, which are ultimately athletes and parents, et cetera. Walk us through the sales process when Walter Musgrove and Musgrove Sports Agency is targeting you know, an individual client, what does your pitch look like uh, as far as the values of the agency? Yeah, well, we pitch two things, uh, loyalty and competency. Uh, and loyalty is very important because in this business, as an agent, same very similar as a lawyer, your clients are going to have to trust you. At some point, I tell players at the end of the day, whoever you hire, you're going to have to trust them. So the question becomes, and it's only, only the players can really answer that, is is this person someone you can trust? Sure. So with that, then you have to say, well, why do I trust this, this agent over that agent? Why do I trust Walter over some other agent? And fortunately for me, being here in Dallas, a lot of my guys, a lot of my clients' prospects are from the Metroplex. So I sell them, for, for me personally, on, well, here's the deal. I can't afford to burn a bridge with you. Sure. There's so many players in this area, and it's a very small area, specifically in the southwest part of Dallas. If the word gets out that Walter Musgrove doesn't de deliver, he doesn't keep his word, I'm, I'm done. Sure. So that's why you can trust me. On the competency piece, I always stress that because I say just because you can trust someone doesn't mean they're actually competent. And there are some people who are not very trustworthy who are competent. So sure. it, you want to have both. You, you want representation that you can trust because there are going to be things you're just not going to understand, but you also have to know that the person is actually good at what they do. So you touched on a couple of things, and, and I think, you know, I'm sold. My two boys are, are going to be represented by Musgrove Agency, but the trust, I think that's a big piece. The other thing I think, uh, and, and maybe we go back to the one-on-one the -on -one battles that you and I shared back yeah. in the day, you've been a guy that's been able to 
you know, deliver on the field as an athlete. You've been in their shoes. And I would have to imagine, you touched on this a little earlier around your academic prowess, your mindset as you were a collegial. That's got to transcend to the folks you're recruiting, to the student athletes you're impacting. But one of the things I wanted to touch on, and I think it's a huge part of what you're doing, is your ability to impact that younger generation through seven on seven, through some of the student outreach things you do. Why don't you delve into, for our listeners, just the extracurricular things you're doing to impact the community of Dallas? Man, absolutely. And uh, I'll say this, it's funny, just as we transition from um, the professional hat, if you will, to the community, it, and not to get all emotional, but it, it actually kind of brings some emotion about, just as I think about it, because truthfully, Chase, that's where I found the most fulfillment. In, in working with the youth through my seven on seven programs, through the camps, because so many of those kids, particularly that, that part of our teams, sure. uh, they, they otherwise wouldn't have any experience or, or uh, interaction with a lawyer or agent. And so for some of those kids, for a lot of those kids, it's just getting them to see there's someone who looks like you from the same part of town who is a professional something else. Sure. And what I mean by that is they're not a professional athlete. Um, they're not pursuing professional entertainment. They, they are a professional. And, and because they, because for myself, I always try to use myself as a testimony to the children to say, at the end of the day, you can use football, enjoy it, and if you become a pro, great. But if you don't become a pro, there are still ways for you to be involved in the in the game. Sure. Um, and there's still ways for you to give back. And that, yeah, it's not as, as, as maybe initially as lucrative as playing, but you can still reach a, have a fulfilled life. No, you've touched on something, and both of us have sat in the same shoes, but I think, you know, football is the ultimate game for life lessons, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, um, volleyball, you name it. I think the life lessons you learn through competition ultimately can position yourself for success and, and impacting people and, and organizational sustainability in whatever role you continue to play. But when is your next camp coming up or, or kind of what's the schedule to our viewers as far as things you have ongoing in that platform? Yeah, so my, my youth, uh, we have three different teams, but they compete here locally. We Sometimes we do travel. Um, our actual, the Musgrove Agency Tournament, it'll be our thir third annual. We've had the team for five years. will be March 11th at Bishop Dunn High School here in uh, Dallas. And so, uh, like I said, we have three groups. We have a 12, 12 and under group, a 15 and under, and an 18 and under. I can only imagine the, the, the level of talent and the skill that's out there. Uh, obviously, that was seen in, 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 in full bore uh, this year at the state championship right. games with Dallas ISD obviously making right. huge impact. Right. South Oak Cliff, DeSoto, not to rub you the wrong way, but Duncanville, you know, outside of having Musgrove on the field delivered a huge win. But no, that's, that's great insight. And I think that's a tremendous testimony to the mindset you have to impact young folks. But ultimately, you know, as we're talking through, that's the way to create that win the day mindset that you stand for from a generational standpoint. Um, one thing I'd like to touch on and kind of shift gears back to the agency side, because you've represented a lot of guys that Walter probably weren't on the you know who's who list early on, and I think that's part of not only the way Musgrove Agency functions, but it's your ability to identify talent, it's your ability to bring in you know the right players that fit with your values. Talk through some of your players and just 
you know, those conversations that you're having leading up to draft, um, prepping them for that process. Obviously, we're, we're, we're coming up into the draft season, but walk us through that process and maybe an example of, of some of your, your top talent. So it's, it's interesting. In the agent business, we're always judged by draft picks and contracts. And for me, I, I you know, if people ask me, like, man, who's your, your player that you're most proud of or, or your greatest accomplishment as an agent? And truthfully, man, and this is not to sound cliche, I'm proud of all of my players because they all had to, at some point, allow me to represent them. So I'm honored that they, they could have chose anyone, but they chose me. Um, I, I think if I, if I just have to speak on one particular player, uh, it, would, it would certainly be my client, uh, Braylon Bell. I met him in 2010 playing flag football, and I was told that he was this great athlete, and they were you know, like, man, you can't, you, you, we met a guy, you can't cover him. You know, being a former sure. DB, I'm like, I haven't met anybody I can't cover. Well, truthfully, except, except Chase. Yeah, well, I used to pick Chase <laughs> off kind of, no, but no, but I, uh, I, I came out and he was actually playing on the team that I was on, and sure. he, man, it's, they threw him a slant, Chase, and his acceleration was nothing like nothing I've ever seen. So I pull him to the side, and long and short of it, I ask him, you know, what's your story? Why, are, why are you here? Why aren't sure. you in school? And we, you know, he shares his story. So, man, it was a two-year process from uh, that point to get him into the NFL, and. Man, it was, uh, he signed his first NFL contract at 27 years old, which is literally unheard of. Sure. But, you know, just watching his work ethic and just seeing how much faith he had in me when everybody was saying, there is no way in the world you're going to get a guy from flag football into a NFL team. And I was like, not only will he get on the team, he's, I mean, will he get a contract? Like, he's going to do well. And, uh, and he, he did that. And that's right an here. amazing story. Yeah. So I, I would, I'd like to dive in a little bit yeah. deeper because obviously athleticism gets you so far. Right. Talent gets you so far. Hard work is the expectation to succeed, yeah. right? So when you look at him mentality-wise, what was the separator? What made him different that allowed him at 27 to reach the pinnacle? I'm going to tell you, Chase, that's a good question, first of all. I think what made him different is uh, – Man, he listened. Like, he, he really listened. And I think that's the key to success for a lot of us. Just being humble enough in light of whatever talent you may have to understand there's things I don't know. And he truly bought into, hey, man, this is what I need you to do. Like, it's not going to be easy, but you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. You're going to have to put you first. Because in order to take care of the people you need to take care of, you have to put yourself first so that you sure. can take care of them. Um, and so, so he listened, and he just had like a, I don't want to call it like a desperation slash determination. It was like, I have to make it. Where I think with his situation, unlike a lot of players, uh, he firmly believed that there was no other option. He's like, I have to make it. A lot of guys in the NFL are like, oh, I, I love the game. And loving the game is very important. But you can't compete with somebody who has to have it. And he bought into that. So it's funny you say that. Whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether it's personal in the way you're managing relationships, I, I think it does come down to a little bit of chip on your shoulder. Right. And it's that lunch pell approach, but it's that focused approach to leverage, and I think you touched on this, leverage resources to kind of create that you know, pathway per se. And I'm a big believer, brick by brick, 
sets the foundation to ultimately get to where you want to get to. So that, that's a great story. Um, and kudos to him and kudos to you for landing him and identifying that talent. One thing I wanted to touch on that I think is, is really a big testimony to putting the agency on the map, and I think it's a, it's a huge Dallas story, is LaVisca and his story. So for those of you that don't know, I think Walt could probably tell the story better than most, but talk through how you identified him and what he's done throughout his career to continue to win the day, but ultimately, you know, how that relationship started. That relationship started, um, and it goes back to what I just was talking about, Braylon, by listening. And here's what I mean by that. When I first got out of law school, my mom was telling me that she's like, you need to start getting to the foundation, going back to the community. But, you know, like most people, I didn't listen, right? I just jumped right into, you know, trying to recruit players. But fast forward five, yeah, five years ago is when I started my seven on seven team. And um, I met, I, I had a young man that I was mentoring before sure. that. And I was going to all his games. And I met a uh, young man who, knows whose son played on the same team as the guy I was mentoring. So he would always see me at the games. We end up starting to talk, to just talking small talk. He thought the child I was mentoring was my son. Fast forward, he's this man and LaVisca's mother are like this. So it's time for LaVisca to look for an agent. And he's like, hey man, I don't know if this guy's a good agent or not, but I know he's a good person. I've always seen him at these kids' games for literally four or five years. I thought he was his father coming to find out he's just a mentor. Sure. And the rest, was history. I met the mom, and once we connected, um, Lavisca's mom was a great lady, and and she she truly allowed me to uh, to guide her through the process. I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot in terms of having a high-profile prospect. What those uh, what those mothers, some of the things they deal with, even being able to see the other pitches that agents were making and sure. some of the outlandish misrepresentations of the rule and all and just I learned a lot from being a part of that and, and now representing him and he's he's been a, a joy to represent uh, he truly enjoys the game he works hard he doesn't I always tell people man I, I fortunately I've never had my phone ring at one o'clock in the morning from any of my clients uh, they, they take care of their business and LaVisca definitely definitely does well I think that's a testimony of the way you represent I think you touched on the values the firm has and I think that's you know a testimony really the way you, you've, you've built your, your platform of athletes. And, and for our audience, I should have prefaced this, LaVisca Chenault, um, you know, University of Colorado, DeSoto product. I mean, you know, tremendous accolades, but more importantly, it sounds like a tremendous human being who, and you touched on this. And I think this is something that as we continue to, you know, pull back the layers on what creates the separation to ultimately win the day in the field that you're operating in, which is, you know, representation of athletes but it's been very eye-opening I guess because you've talked about each one of these athletes yourself included there's a vision there's a there's a brand that was created many years ago that you continue to build upon I want to dive you know, even deeper into that to walk through faith has impacted you but what are some of the other things that, that Walter Musgrove does differently to truly differentiate yourself in this commoditized world that we live in, what, what are some of those differentiating factors that you do daily that you think creates that separation? I think one of the things, uh, Chase, is I, I mean, having a plan, like definitely like writing down your plan and then, or your goal, and then creating a plan, I have to say, to execute it. 
Um, I think another thing that really separates me from a lot of other professionals is like being physically fit. Like I, I'm a firm believer. Um, of, of course, like you touched on, there's there's faith, and then there's also like being fit. Like, sure. Because uh, without without having an able body, it's very difficult to do anything in life. Without having the energy, without getting the proper amount of sleep, it's just it's impossible to be great. All of these, uh, we listen to all these like podcasts and and gurus talk about all these things, do this, do that. Man, if you're not resting, if you're not, if you're not well rested, if you're not in shape, if it's, it's difficult to do all those things. Like, you know, people say, oh, you got to put in 12 hours. Well, you can't put in 12 hours of work if you're out of shape, if you're not eating properly. Um, and it's not about, it's not about like being obsessive about it, but, but it definitely needs to be a priority. So I'm a big believer in that as well. And, and obviously, you know, this man is probably better dressed than me, which I appreciate. But I think those things about lifestyle habits, ultimately, you yourself are a brand, right? You're a walking, talking brand. You're in the business of representation. And I think these are things that across the spectrum, each and every one of us can learn from. You know, how are we going to position ourselves the old cliche, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm actually a believer in judging a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you touched on a lot of valuable points that our viewers, our listeners can really think a little bit different on how am I landing? What's the process I'm putting in place daily to set myself up for success? So that's great insight, Walt. Um, one thing that, that I think our viewership would appreciate, and most folks, you know, have probably tuned in and seen you on Channel 8 many times diving into various things that uh, may or may not uh, be great for NFL players to deal with. But talk to the audience around how your agency and more importantly yourself has become positioned as kind of that resource or go-to education voice when something happens around the NFL that, that we need expertise on. Walk us through that. For, for me, and mostly it's, it's Fox, but it has been other stations at time. Sure. But um, it comes back to relationships, being being trustworthy and knowledgeable as to what the rules are, what's what's actually going on. And so um, with that, it's like the, the first time I actually landed on TV, if you will, was I was uh, in the capacity of a lawyer. There was a case. But I guess after doing that, the news director, anchor, having it worked, was like, man, we could we could use him for other stories. Sure. And, one story led to the next, and so you know I, I've been blessed with the opportunity to, to you know share my legal opinions as a lawyer and as an agent on various matters. Um, and it's you know it's been very helpful. No, I, I appreciate that, and I think the one thing our audience is is hopefully seeing is is Walter is tremendously credentialed. He's tremendously successful, but I think the other thing that really separates you is the humbleness and almost a quiet assassin. So. I think those are things also as we kind of talk about peeling back the onion to create that win the day mentality. There has to be a sense of humbleness that's there, that there's always someone out there that's coming for your spot. So can you touch on kind of that mindset that you approach day to day with that lands uh, and creates the brand you've cascaded? The truth of the matter is you definitely have to be humble. Like every, I always tell you everything that I am it's because either somebody took the time to, to help me grow or, or God gave me the talent. Um, and then you have to balance that with, I'm the baddest, I, I, I am that dude. Like sure. I, as, a young, as a young cat say, I am him. Yeah. 
And you balance that confidence, not necessarily in your ability of, of what you can do. It's more so my confidence is like, like who I am sure. and, and, and what I'm made of. Like I'm, I'm more, I am confident that I am him because I know that I can outwork you. I know that I'm going to do what it takes. Like I know that you will fold before me. I know that I'm not soft, yep. you know? So that same mentality that I took as a player of, Okay, the bottom line is I'm a cornerback. My job is to make sure you don't catch the ball, period. Like, I can't control anybody else, but I can control that. Sure. So it's the same thing I take on as, as, a, as a lawyer, as an agent, as a husband, as a, as a uh, brother, as a son. It's like, I can control what I can control. I will not be outworked in the context of an agent. As a, as a lawyer, I won't be outworked. I won't, nobody's gonna prepare for more than me now. What happens ultimately yeah, sometimes it's out of my control, but sure. I can control what I will. I, what I so what I took from that is control the controllable. Correct. And I think those are lessons that cascade not only in what you do, but for our, our audience that spans across a variety of different arenas. That's what really lands with me on what you said. And I've seen firsthand also that that type of mindset can create success in all sorts of environments. So Walt, man, you've been tremendous. I mean, incredible insight. Uh, I tell you, the energy, the passion, the mindset, I think it's, it's exactly where we're going with the podcast and what our listeners are striving for. I think a lot of our audience, and I, I would take this from the vantage point of, of taking us back to college athletes. You had the vision to become a lawyer first. It sounds like the sports agency was the brand that was created from that initial law degree. Walk us through, and our audience specifically, and, and maybe it's a college athlete that's looking for, how can I leverage that mindset that I've got right now to compete into another field? The separation or even the, the similarities between your approach as Walter, the lawyer, versus your approach as Walter Musgrove, the sports agency. Is there any differences, similarities, et cetera, you can elaborate on? Yeah, there, there are definitely differences. Um, and, and it comes down to the objective of the clients. So in both capacities, as a lawyer's agent, I'm representing someone else's interest. Sure. The difference though, in the capacity of an agent, I am representing an individual, a young man or woman, mostly for football, it's young men, of course, whose um, interest is a lifelong interest. It's, you cannot separate, it can't just be, it's not just business. Sure. You know, it's, it's something that this young man has aspired to do since the ages of five, six years old. Contrast that with a, my legal clients, they are generally either, there's something that has just happened and they're now seeking a representation and there is a start and a definite ending point where they're wanting you to, the, the situation happened and they want you to get it resolved. Sure. Either through litigation or through settlement. Or with the, uh, for the athletes, there's a starting point, of course, is that's the point in which you sign them and then there's these, all these steps, but you don't know when there's an ending point. So in that capacity, you're always preparing your player for the end. Like, I believe as an agent, that is what you, that is your job. Sure. The, the, the football part, they will take care of themselves. But you as the agent, your job is to ensure that whether they play for the average, which is three years, or they have a 10 year career, whenever they're done, that they're set up to make, have life more abundantly after the game. And, and I believe that's the difference. No, it's interesting perspectives. And obviously you've been successful at both. Um, and, and kudos to you for that. Obviously, uh, I, I think from my standpoint, you've shared a tremendous amount of different principles, mindset, visions, branding that, that has built the platform that you currently have. 
as we kind of close and to our audience, obviously you're Dallas based. The firm is, you're representing guys all over the country. For those players right now that you're targeting, NFL draft is upcoming. Why go with Walter Musgrove? Well, you go at Walter Musgrove because having been in the business for 12 years, first of all, like I told you earlier, I mean, you can trust that I'm going to always be honest with you because I know that you're relying on my expertise and also uh, that's the quickest way to get fired. Over, over promising something or, or saying something that you can't deliver, like I, I'm just not going to do that. Sure. Uh, secondly, I know what I'm doing. Uh, bottom line, like as far as negotiating the contracts, for me, it's not just about getting my guys the maximum money. It's about helping them understand that this is how the process works. Helping them truly understand the way players are valued and contracts are, are negotiated. Um, I will say this, Chase, I am not for every player. A player who j is not looking to become educated on the process or a parent who just could care less about what's really happening, like, I'm, I'm not for that guy. Like, I, I am for the player who truly wants to figure out, crazy as it may sound, Chase, how they can do my job. Like, I, I want the guy who truly wants to understand what's really going on and, and that really wants to know, well, when you say X, Y, Z, Walter, what is the basis for that? Where in the CBA does it say what you're now saying to me? Those are the players that I look to represent because I find that those players are, are most responsible on and off the field they cost you least, there's just less that you have to deal with in terms of just the drama that goes along with being a professional athlete. Sure. Well, I think my takeaway, and obviously for the audience that's tuned in, you're a man built on faith. Trust is huge. And the mindset that you've had from a young boy all the way to where you're going now is really a brand built on the win the day mentality. And I think for our guests, we can't thank you enough for sharing your insight, your perspectives. You did say you picked me off. I think it was once. <laughs> but practice. At, that had practice. But at sure. the end of the day, I've seen a friend um, you know, overcome barriers that we talked about. I think when you look at success, there's always that moment that flips the switch in your mind to take it to the next level, which obviously you're doing, you'll continue to do. Can't thank you enough right, for man. joining thank Win you. the Day with Wasson. As we close, I want to leave the audience with a couple things. We rise, we grind, we shine, we impact. Let's win the day together.